Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Methods podcast. My name is Ola Phillips, and I work as a senior delivery manager here at Methods. Co-hosting with me today is my colleague, Stuart Ekuye, a lead business analyst. We are joined today by Chris Sykes, the outgoing head of delivery at Methods, and Temi Akindele, a data protection and compliance SME. In light of recent world events, today we will be discussing responsible leadership. This podcast is being recorded today, the 13th April, 2022. Enjoy. So right, um, to the audience now, um, to our podcast guests, so um, introducing the topic, in light of recent world events, um, leadership is the right topic to discuss. Um, there are a few things that have happened in the leadership space that uh, we will explore while looking at the broader subject of leadership. We will talk about the Russia-Ukraine situation. We'll talk about Partygate. Um, so let, let me start with an opening question. I will start with you first, um, Chris. In the words of John Maxwell, everything rises and falls on leadership. How much do you agree or disagree with this statement and why? Um, yeah, I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, <laughs> very simply, I think leadership is clearly very important, but actually it's not what we, what things rise and fall on. What, what things rise and fall on is having a destination to go to. So, you know, it's important that somebody has a vision. Otherwise, where are you leading people to? Um, and I, I think that leadership in itself is is the art of then getting people to that destination. But if you're not going somewhere, then uh, then you've got nowhere to rise or nowhere to fall to, frankly. All right, that's a very interesting take. Um, I wasn't expect, exactly expecting that, so that's a very interesting take. Um, Tammy, um, your thoughts on the same thing? Everything rises and falls in leadership. Um, how much do you agree or disagree and um, why? I'm very pleased that Chris said what he said, because I was leaning towards what he said as well. Um, I don't think that, I don't know if I agree or disagree with the statement. It's a statement, and I'm sure it would be applicable in certain situations. But I think more broadly speaking, um, leadership is critical in determining success. But you also have to think of other things like he write, Chris just said, like vision and the people you're working with and what what they're expecting, where they're expecting to be led or how they're expecting to be led, right? So it's not just the fact that you are a great leader, you can lead anybody. You have to be the right leader in the right circumstances. Yeah. All right, that, that's that that's that that's really interesting. Um, yeah, again, I wasn't expecting that, but that that's really interesting. You so you talked about you have to be the right leader. So I guess that takes me to, um, the point two of you know who who exactly is a leader? Is a leader someone who occupies an official position, for example, the head of an organization, say the CEO or something, or maybe the president or the prime minister of a country, or you know uh. It, Put, put in the question a different way. Um, does one need an official post or office to be considered a leader? I believe that a leader, leaders and leadership can come in all shapes, forms and sizes. So you will have situations where leadership is required of a person. So if I were to give um, a broad example, it's if you are joining the scouts or the, the um, uh, guides, for guides. example, you know, guides, thank you. Uh, as guides, you know, the whole concept of that 
of, of that um, relationship is to develop leadership skills within different people. So you have leadership in that in that space. You also have leadership qualities that get displayed, yes, in official positions. So if, if you're a manager, you have to lead your team. If you're a CEO, you have to lead your team. But then you also have, um, for example, team sports or team activities that requires leadership. So somebody will have to stand up to become a leader. And I think the one that we tend to overlook sometimes too is that leadership qualities or potential sometimes arises in difficult situations. So when people are in a fix, right, the leader in them can sometimes come to the fore. So leadership for me is, I think, kind of similar to what I said earlier, it's, it will determine on situation, but then you could also be a leader for a season. It doesn't mean you're a leader all the time. So I think it all depends, right? Leadership can be official because you are in a position where, yes, you are the boss or you are the leader or you have to be seen as the leader. But you also have other circumstances or students that, that call on you to lead and to call on that leadership ability, leadership quality that are innate in some people. That's very interesting. Um, what you bring out there about you may be the leader just for a season. That's absolute. That that's very very interesting. Um, Chris, um, what's your take on that? On who a leader is? It someone who occupies an official post or office, or someone who has been I don't know voted into office something? Um, yeah. what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I mean, it can be, can't it? It it depends on really what you want that leader to achieve. So if if you're saying someone's a leader because they're in a a position of seniority, that's fine. But again, it's you're you're almost getting to the the concept of what their job description is, you know. Um, and coming back to uh, to Temi's concept, uh, original views is, it's not just about what what you want that leader to do. It's about how they approach the job as well. So, you know, different leaders will have different styles, will have different ways of, of approaching things, and. Uh, and different circumstances, exactly as, as was mentioned earlier, will require different leaders, different situations. Um, so, and equally, I guess it depends on how much you want to share leadership. Just because somebody is the the final authority, the final arbiter on something, doesn't mean they have to be uh, make all of the decisions and have all of the right answers themselves. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I still think a lot of the art of leadership is about listening to the views around you, and uh, and putting those, and you know, and putting those together in something that's coherent and pushing them in the in the best direction possible. Okay, that's... So does that does that mean that the the theory of the leadership role, if it's not linked to to the vision to where we're leading people, is the the theory different to the practical application? Or are they the same thing? Uh, well, you get into leadership theory here, and if you Google leadership theory, you'll come up with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of ideas here. Um, so, you know, everyone has a different take on on what a leader is and what the theory behind a leader is. Um, so, uh, you know, yes, the, you know, the, how a leader chooses to deliver something and the art of leadership is very different depending upon the circumstances, and it has to be. Um, you know, if... Uh, you know, if you if you if you apply, I don't know, if you if if you try and rule by fear through the through the iron rod in all circumstances, actually you're just gonna get overthrown as a dictator in plenty of other places. The role of the responsible leader then is that to acknowledge what's within your remit, who's around you, and how you uh how you 
work with that group of people to finalize a goal so that everyone can see what the vision is well it, it might be you know it might be that a responsible leader has a very clear vision knows exactly how they want to get there uh the people around them might need a lot more leadership a lot more coaxing uh, and a lot more pulling along or it might be that you've got an incredibly competent team all around you um, and that they don't need a lot of push at all in, and they are much better off with you as a leader stepping back, letting them come up with the ideas um, and then being able to, uh, to kind of guide them almost. So, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in, in it depends upon the situation um, and it depends upon the individuals uh, and it depends upon the problem, I guess, as well. So basically, if I if I'm understanding you, um, you're saying that a leader needs to, should I say, conform or fit into or mold into whatever the situation at that point in time and the team and just the complexities of everything that pulls together at that point in time is basically the, the role of a responsible leader. It might be to lead from the front. It might be to stand at the back. It might be to listen. It might be to speak. Is that um, is that sort of what you're saying here in terms of responsible leaders. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, I, th I think uh, having said that, I think responsible and leader, they're almost two separate words, aren't there? It's about is somebody being responsible um, and is the leadership good? Um, but I think you're right. You know, you have to. Uh, I think a good leader has to be able to adapt um, in, in, in changing circumstances. Uh, exactly. You say sometimes that's standing at the front saying, OK, follow me. Other times it's it's sitting, listening to the views of everybody um, and helping them come to a, a good answer. All right, cool. I'll, I'll take this back to Tammy now. Um, one of the things you said earlier when you were talking about the Girls Guide and the Boy Scouts and when we were talking about um, who a leader is and saying it's not necessarily someone who's been voted into office or by reason of what your job designation might be. So now I will go to um, the, the, the next talking point here where we, um, the, the, so the the question really is: um, Is the term role model is it is it is it a is it a synonym for a leader? Is a is a leader a role model? Is a role model a leader? Are they one and the same? Are they different things? So I don't think they are. I think they get used interchangeably, but they're not necessarily the same thing. Um, you could have someone who's a role model, and um, you look up to them for reasons other than their leadership skills or abilities. Likewise, you can have somebody who you respect their leadership styles and um, abilities, but you don't necessarily look up to them as a person. But I think what happens is they tend to be looked at like the same thing. And for me, that's slightly problematic because um, a role model is pretty much, at least in, I think it's in the name, it's an example or a reference point for something. So it's maybe something about them strikes you. Maybe you identify with them about a particular issue or a particular situation they dealt with or about something they speak to, maybe spoke about or maybe even um, about their career path, um, how they lived their lives. And you're like, oh, I'd like to be like that person. And you're going to shape or mold or form your own uh, dreams or career or future um, based on them because you're like, oh, they did that so I can do it too. That's a role model, right? I think when it comes to a leader, it's not the same. A leader is someone, maybe you've seen them deal with the situation. You've seen them handle something uh, and you're like, oh, I like the way they dealt with that. Oh, I like the way they approached that um, difficult task. Or I like the way they um, were able to communicate in this way. Because I think leadership qualities, are, they're quite a lot on the end. So any, any part of the way they've led you 
or you've been involved with them. So going back to the example of the Boy Scouts and the Girl Guide, you could have been in a team with somebody who you liked the way they handled the situation, you liked the way they mentored you or coached you or encouraged you to get something done. And you're like, oh, I'd like to be embrace that at, um, attribute of them. But it doesn't necessarily mean you look up to them and you want to be everything that they are. So I think they get they get mixed up and I find that problematic sometimes, but that's just me personally. All right, I, I will speak in that 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 in a second. Um, Chris, uh, any thoughts in that as well? Are they one and the same uh, role model? Is, is that a synonym for a leader? Is a leader a role model? Is a or I'll put another way: Must a leader always be a role model? Is the expectation that as a leader you should always be a role model? I think the expectation is that a good leader will be a good role model. Um, now. That's not always the case, and I think when we use the word responsible leadership, we're, we're really talking about a you know a leader we would want to you know to aspire to be and to have around. Um, so I, I yeah I I think that you know successful good leader should be a good role model. Uh, I think it will be very very difficult for them to be responsible and not be a role model. Stuart, anything you want to prompt in that? Uh, yeah, so I was just thinking around the, uh, you know, the role model versus leader. And does that spin on to what extent the the role model is either putting out a, uh, you know, a vision of their leadership skills, you know, so for example, to get more, more hits on social media, for example, or their ability to actually look at who they're leading and ensure that they serve that group of people in order to to lead them effectively is that what makes them responsible do you think um so i think what you said now is kind of what i was saying when i think when i said i find sometimes that synonym um, interchangeable use of the words problematic is because you are right you could have a role model especially in this uh times that we live in where someone can cu curate their appearance to the world based on what they want you to see, right? And then you think, oh, I like that person. They, you know, they can't leave, they can't do this. So you believe all of that. But technically, if you were to maybe encounter um, them in a space where they have, the, where you can actually then see their leadership qualities or behaviors or styles, you're thinking, oh, but you're not, this is not what I thought you were. So for me, that's why I, I kind of, you know, look at it separately. Now, to what Chris has said about a leader should also be a role model. I mean, I don't disagree with that, but I just think, Sometimes we might just need to separate because we see a lot more now people who are very vocal, very visual, very out there in our spaces, out there in the public, who are talking a lot. And then they tend to be ascribed that leadership because they're a leader in their field or they're a leader in the, 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 a thought leader for something. And that's OK, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they, they demonstrate the qualities or they lead by the qualities that we would expect of leaders. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that. That's very interesting because you've just put put a terminology in there in terms of okay, uh, in terms of being able to differentiate between who a thought leader is and just a regular leader. So a thought leader is right. Okay, we think you're an expert in this field, say in the area of football, or you know a lot about politics, or you know a lot about whatever the subject area is, biology, physics, what whatever it is. You're a subject matter exp expert in this area. You say a lot of stuff that makes sense in this area. Therefore, you have been ascribed, uh, and I use the word very carefully, ascribed that um, the the title um, of a, a thought leader, and that 
therefore should not mandate that you're a leader or that therefore does not mean one and the same that you're a leader? Is that what you're saying? Is that, um, am I, yeah, am kind I, of, yeah, kind of like that. That's kind of where I'm going with that one, which is a completely, which is slightly separate then to what we're discussing about responsible leadership. Right. I, I think it actually falls into, and you know, okay. you, I, again, you've talked a lot about the, um, you, you've talked a lot about the world that we live in today, the social media age where people are very quick to speak and have a lot to say. And, you know, you know a lot about their lives without really knowing a lot about them from the stuff that they put and the image that they curate as you have phrased it. So it, it leads into the very next subject that I um that I was going to ask in, in terms of does being a public figure or a celebrity, you know, mandate you to take up the responsibility of leadership, even if you don't have any interest to do so. And um, I, I would, a good example of this is probably a lot of people in sports, um, a lot of football stars, for example, a lot of um, musicians, for example, um, they get a lot of, um, they, they get, a, you know, they, they get um, told off very often when they do something that is off the mark and uh, it, and, you know, I think that it goes back to what you said about that whole role model and um, leader, th those terms being used interchangeably, which sometimes can be um, a danger. Is that because, um, is that because, um, I, I mean, we, we'll talk, we, we can talk about what happened very recently in um, at the Oscars where, you know, you had the whole forecast between Will Smith and Chris Rock and, uh, you know, does it mean that he was a leader? Is he a role model? You know, so what, what, you know, so basically just going back to the question as I put it of, does being a public figure mandate, you know, that you have to take on that responsibility of leadership, even if you have no interest to do so? Well, I don't, I don't think it mandates you to take it up, um, but I, I think you can't have it both ways. So you can't use your profile to, um, sell yourself your product whatever that is or to uh you know or or, or or benefit from very large sponsorship deals um and then at the same time go out and do things uh that get you on the front pages or the back pages or uh, in places that you shouldn't be um you can't have it both ways so if you choose to use your profile for uh for your you know for for financial benefit or for, for whatever it might be then you've also got to take the rough with the smooth as well Right, so basically you are a fair game. That's a term that I have heard used recently in the news. I'm talking about a, a particular politician who is not quite up and coming right up there and appeared to be going up, but you know, th there's been a lot, should I say, of spares and javelins and everything going at him. So once you're in that space, are you fair game in the space of whether as a celebrity or as, a, as an aspiring to the top politician? Um, I don't know that I would say fair game. I think I would say there's that expectation of scrutiny that will be ascribed to people in the public space. So whether you are in the public as a celebrity figure or a political leader or some other public figure, there will be some scrutiny that you have to endure. Now, like Chris said, and I do agree with that 100%, is you can't pick and choose. So you, you can't, on the one hand, want to be public, but kind of want to pretend... Um, you won't take the responsibility that comes with you. Now, I know some people will lean into that and embrace it wholly and be like, fine, I'm a public figure. This is what expected of me. I will live up to that standard. Well, you have other people who just reject it. 
um, and they just choose to live life on their own terms and, you know, which is why they constantly get bad press and maybe those people feel as if bad press is good press, so they go with that. Um, I think, but what, what I do think at the end of the day is you really, you really do have to accept if you're in the public eye that there will be some accountability required of you and there's some responsibility that you just have to own. You can't just, just be responsible. It's just, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's practical. All right, cool. We have a list of, um, we have a couple of examples of leaders of our time that we want to talk, um, that we were going to talk about very briefly. Um, um, so I think we've got some, <clears throat> some examples from uh, some recently, which would be, be interesting to talk about. Um, so we know that uh, some, uh, some punitive measures have been passed out to some politicians uh, who attended parties under certain COVID regulations. Um, is it, is it enough that they apologise for that being in the public space? So they've been scrutinised, uh, the uh, measure has been passed down, the order has been made. Is it enough to apologise when you're in that kind of space? Oh, the political question. Um, I think everyone's going to have different views, aren't they? And I think there are probably lots of different views out there. Personally, I think if you are uh, the leader of the country, if you're the prime minister um, and you've broken the law, uh, whilst asking other people to do certain things, I think you're, you are and should be held to a different standard. Um, and I think that, um, I think, frankly, you need to look yourself in the mirror and decide whether you've done the right thing or not. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I totally get that there will be many views on that. Your, your view on the same thing? I'm taught, let, let's stick with the example. Um, Tammy, your, your view on this, please. So the way I think is if you set a standard that you expect other people to live up to, you should live up to that standard as well. Um, so my my take on this is if a leader has kind of, you know, given us a direction and they're not following the rules, I think it undermines the integrity of their leadership. Um, whether they should resign or not, I know that tends to be political, so I won't even go into that. But just speaking about leadership broadly, I think you should be able to... Um, stand by your word and the apology is good but it should be backed by action and what that action should be i guess again political like decision but yeah should be backed by action so i i don't think the apology is enough and i don't think the idea of just saying well you've apologized let's move on from me i don't think that ends it properly i think it definitely undermines the leadership and undermines a lot of what the leader has been trying to achieve if they can't even stick to what they've asked people to do as well talking obviously that that news came out yesterday and i what I thought was really interesting as I was scanning over the, these talking points uh, a couple of days before was um, how do you, I'm just trying to get the phraseology of this right, but effectively if the leader thinks they've done nothing wrong but everybody else thinks they have or a substantial number of people thinks they have, is that, you know, is it good leadership to go, no, no, I, I've, set my, uh, I've set my stock here, I'm going to keep on going, that's the course I'm going on. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm going to keep on cracking on and all those naysayers, actually, they're just wrong. Um, so I, I think there's a fascinating, you know, obviously the uh, the police have come out now and said, no, no, this is that was illegal. But I think there is an interesting conversation to be had at some point about uh, about leadership and circumstance where you are convinced you're right. Um, and everybody else is just wrong and being a bit mean. So I, th I think there's a really interesting point in there around that. 
I think, okay, taking it back to uh, sort of taking it off what you've said now and probably going back to uh, a phrase, a really interesting phrase that Tammy used very early on in terms of uh, sometimes you're a leader for a season. Do you think now would have been a good time to find a leader for a season? I quite frankly, you know, one of the examples we were going to talk about, and I don't know how much time we still have on this or not, um, was um, was uh, Margaret Thatcher was an example, but another person that I find quite interesting as a as a leader is Miss Theresa May, um, because you watch her in the Commons, you know, I even watching a lot of prime ministers who have gone through um, a lot of prime ministers, you typically don't find them going back to the house and, you know, making a stand. She has, where she hasn't agreed with the government, she has been, you know, very vocal, particularly in this Partygate thing. She has been very vocal to criticize and say, you know, that this, this is wrong kind of thing. So do you think that now would have been, now is sort of a ripe season for a, le a leader of the season, as it were, to arise and, you know, to just make a stand, not necessarily because they are aspiring to be the next prime minister or the leader of the party. Do, do you think now, would have, you know, just feeding off what Tammy said earlier about leader for a season and what you said right now in terms of, you know, he believes he's right, you know, but a greater a greater number of the population believe he's wrong. Um, I think, well, I mean, it, it, you know, we, we're, we're entering the world of politics again, aren't we? But um, I, th I think, you know, there's elections in May and I think that if those don't go very well, I think you'll find uh, that leader for a season or longer stepping forward very rapidly. Right, cool. But, now, I, mean, but I think you're right in terms of the, the Theresa May conversation is an interesting one because I think that... Um, uh, most people at the time would would agree that she's probably not the strongest prime minister, but as an individual, uh, very upstanding, very, very clear in what she thought was right and wrong. Um, and there is a degree that you can see, particularly in the question you asked, with people kind of harking back to that, saying maybe we didn't fully appreciate her at the time. Um, so there's you know, again, there's there's some some interesting pieces in that. Now, uh, that doesn't make her a good leader. Uh, because clearly she couldn't uh, pull people in the direction she wanted to. Um, but uh, there's always those points as well. There's always something good about people. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just, yeah, I totally agree with what you've just said. And one thing that I think I was thinking a lot about when, was, when I was thinking about this podcast is there's a lot of synonymous, um, there's a lot of words about morality being necessary to be a good leader. I think in terms of Theresa May, she showed a strong, um, a very clear moral ground on certain things. And I think that goes to her integrity as a person. Um, whereas with our current prime minister, we have a lot of questions sometimes about morals and integrity. And one thing I was thinking about a lot when I was thinking about this podcast was, so when it comes to leadership, right, are we only just going to focus on the people who are good, who are moral, who we like, who we believe in, who we believe in their dreams, or... Do we actually think people who are not popular leaders, not necessarily the best people we like, but can actually convince people around them and can share a vision with those people and get those people to be on their side? I kind of thought of that. I know this is a bit off topic, but it just that just came to me as we're talking now. Because again, we're talking about the prime minister who the majority of the country doesn't agree with him, but the people around him, you see them constantly stepping up and speaking in his favor, speaking for him. Um, it's like they have a particular line they all keep on repeating every time, almost as if the more you say, the more it will become true. But the core of people, he's able, he's able to get those people to buy into his vision and together they are doing something 
that they want to do. So I just thought about that whole idea of morality and integrity and leadership and really does it mean he's not a responsible leader? Does it make a bad leader a good leader? Yeah, Tammy, I think I think you're right because there's, you know, leadership doesn't, have, we don't have to agree with what lead, how leaders approach things and what they do. And, you know, if you think about, um, you know, toxic, toxic leadership theory, um, you know, they, they predominantly make toxic leaders are still good leaders, but they tend to be good for a short period of time for something specific. Um, and it seems to be particularly around um, in, in, in the sporting arena, um, you know, uh, team sports in particular, where there will be a coach or whoever it is that will get a team working in a particular direction. It will be a toxic environment. You either agree with me or you're out and you do this or you're out. Um, but they get results. So now I don't personally view that as responsible, but it's still, you know, it's still leadership that gets results. So I, I think you're right. You know, you don't have to be a good leader to be able to deliver a, a, a good result. So put, put another way, you can be because you just said um, you don't necessarily see that to be a responsible leader. So you can be a bad leader. You can be an irresponsible leader, but you can still get results. And then it's sort of left to the people to be the jury on that as to whether you're a good leader or not. Or Well, it's whether you can maintain it over a long period of time. Um, you know, I, th I think... Uh... I think that, he's, that there's a number of cases in sport at the moment where uh, I think uh, you know leaders, are, coaches are coming out and uh, discovering that their the circumstances and the um, the environments they had set up, uh, people are not happy in anymore. Um, so I, I, I you know I, I think it's along those lines where um, you can still be successful, um, you can still deliver success. Now I don't believe you can do that over a long period of time. I believe you can do it for a very short period of time um, and for something quite specific um, and it can't be a complex problem. It needs to be something very simple, very straightforward, uh, but you can create that very good us against the world. You're inside, you're one of us or you're or you're or you're on the outside and, you know, we, we don't deal with them kind of thing. Right. OK, we're about to bring this to a wrap now, so I'm, I'm just going to um, ask Tammy to talk about one female leader that you admire and um, we have a couple of examples that I have written down you can go with this or you can choose any female leader that comes to mind um, Greta Thunberg, um, Angela Merkel, Margaret Thatcher and then I will also ask the same of you um, Chris um, very quickly as we wrap this up to you know maybe just name one male leader that maybe you admire you have a lot of respect for you think that has done great things and um, the two examples that I have Ritin Dow is probably the greatest leader of our time right now. Volodymyr Zelensky, um, the current president of Ukraine. I also have Barack Obama, but you know, feel free to choose your own example. So um, should we do, um, Tammy, should we do ladies first in this? Tammy, do you want to pick your example of a female leader and say anything you would like to add about female, um, um, about women in leadership? Picking from your list, I'll go with Angela Merkel. Um, I didn't really follow her political career so much but i do real i do recall that every time she got up to speak or there was things said about her one thing i i really respected about her she's she, that she commands respect there was something about her her courage her approach and obviously she was she was uh she was there for over 16 years you know that just for me always struck me as commanding respect and people just you know 
respected her. I know I've said that many times. Um, but another another female leader I think I also want to talk about is um, Ngozi Okojo-Well, and she's like the first female director of um, the World Trade Organization. And I know I followed her career a bit as well, and I was quite excited. I was extremely excited when she um, was shortlisted for that position. And even though there seemed to have been challenges in her before she eventually got selected, when she did, I remember joining in the challenge that people had um, the Be Like Ngozi Challenge. And I did that with so much pride and joy in my heart because having followed her career as well and just knowing that it didn't come easy, but she um, stuck through with it with grace and with dignity, I felt like it was my win as well. All right, cool. Thank you very much. And I will just add very quickly as well, um, for anyone who wants to research a female leader, another female leader that I personally admire, um, you know, a lot of similarities to um, Ngozi, Ngozi um, that you said as well is Indra Noi. She was the former um, CEO of PepsiCo and she was there for a few years as well. So um, if anyone wants to read up about her. She's a good person to um, learn about and learn a few things from. Um, Chris, over to you. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned already, but the, you know, the man at the moment is Ossie Zelensky. Um, I, I, even for that opening day where he was offered uh, uh, a way out of the country, an escape route, and you know, his response was uh, was along the lines of, "No, no, we, we need weapons, not a ride." Um, you know, he stayed at the heart of Kiev throughout uh, the the war so far. Um, it's clear that he was targeted very early on and chose to remain. Um, and, and so you can't, you know, that that, that is that, that is the man right there. What's what I think is also interesting is, again, in terms of that responsible leadership, he has been very clever. He understands what his role is in that in that war. And he knows his what his role is to raise the profile of Ukraine um, and to get the message across. And he's a fantastic communicator. He's got the same message whichever audience he talks to, but he's very clever at adapting the message to make sure that it resonates with those, uh, with that particular audience. Um, you know, you've got the fight them on the beaches type style when he's talking to the UK Parliament um, and he adapts it. Um, he, he adapts it to the, you know, barbarians at the gates for for the Italian audience, so harking back to Rome, etc. Um, equally, he's a team player. He understands his role, raise profile, keep Ukraine on the map. Um, and at the same time, he then leads the rest of the team, his generals, his his, uh, his general staff to fight the war. He knows he's not a soldier and he's not going to get involved in that side. Um, so, uh, again, coming back to the leader, um, not necessarily having to make all the decisions, but being able to um, you know, coordinate a whole team. Yeah, and I think that you really hit the nail on the head and it's probably a good um, way to round this up um, using that example of Zelensky. I think that he really, really, you know, um, sums it up in terms of what a responsible leader is. And, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, he had the option to get out, but he said, no, you know, the fight is here and, and you know, I'm going to stay here in the streets. And I think that that was really, really the uh, sort of the turning point for a lot of people in this war. And, you know, I, I think it's crazy. And, you know, I, I take my hat off to everyone who's um, Ukrainian because people run out of war zones where you hear stories, you read stories every day of people wanting to go back to Ukraine, you know, to support their their homeland. And I think that that's driven by who their leader is at this point. Um, any final thoughts, everyone, before we sort of round this up? I think that just brings us back to that first point where we, we challenged that first initial statement and said, does everything rise and fall on leadership? Uh, and I think talking about President uh, Zelensky there, he's He's like Chris said, he's he's given enough of the vision of what he wants to 
achieved for Ukraine and has let people step forward and be able to is uh, given them the opportunity to step forward and offer the best support they can to uh, to achieve his vision, which, like Chris says, was to to stay and to you know to fight for their country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tammy, any last words? I think I'm just going to pick up on what I said earlier about seasonal leadership, and for me, um, it's just kind of just remembering that at the end of the day, there are leadership principles. There are these big terms where you have to be in a position but we also have opportunities to demonstrate leadership qualities in our in our own little spheres of the world and we should take those opportunities where we can and grow our skills and grow our skill sets and be the kind of leaders we always want to be we, we want to see other people be yeah absolutely that 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 is such a great point be the leader that you want other people to be all right. Thank you very much, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed the session. And once again, thank you and catch you all later.